Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. All right, well, we've got a golf major happening this weekend. You know we're going to talk to the host of Tee to Green in the Odyssey app on our Odyssey Sports sister station, WGR in Buffalo. Brian Cozy will stop him and by the I'm, sports I'm, bar. I'm hanging and like I lost, we lost contact. So Oh, Brian's off? Yeah, like I'm like, whoa, wait a second. All right. Like the, I don't know. Well, let's see if we can get Brian back on the blower here. And in the meantime, I'll let you know that we've got some news and notes from the NFL to get to here before uh, 5 o'clock with I'll drink to that. Or I'm sorry, with uh, NFL appetizers. Our usual fare on tap as well. Uh, a round of shots coming up uh, after uh, 5 o'clock during happy hour. And you're always welcome to join us here on the Sports Bar by calling 866-4FAN. There he is, the host of Tee to Green, WGR's Brian Koziel joining us in the Sports Bar. It's another major this weekend, the Open, Brian. And uh, thank you for making some time for us here as we kind of get your thoughts on on who you like heading into this tournament. No problem, guys. Great day. Yep, final major of the year. And uh, at one of the most historic Courses in England, Royal Liverpool. So looking forward to a bright and early one thirty-five is the first tee time tomorrow morning. Mm. Ooh, it's uh, give us now the AM. Le- AM. AM. Yeah, like no, I, I'm not. I'm not staying up or getting up early. Um, tell us. Last time that was here, correct me if I'm wrong. Was Rory actually winning? And and it would be nice to see him. Actually, we're kind of biased here in Rochester uh, with his wife being from Rochester. But but your thoughts here uh, actually on this course and how it will play this week, Brian. Yeah, last time it was there, 2014, as you mentioned, McElroy won it. Um, I think this week, from what we've seen through practice rounds, it's going to play damp. Uh, the weather, as they said, a chance of rain each day. Kind of worse as it gets into the weekend in terms of higher percentages of rain. Uh, so I would expect that wind and rain will be a factor uh, at some point throughout this event if it doesn't over the course of at least you know some of the days. Um, it'll probably look a little greener and lusher from what just some of the video I've seen. It seems as though, you know, sometimes we get the, the open championship and it's totally burnt out and mm-hmm. it looks brown. And, you know, some people hate how it looks on TV. I think it's kind of just unique and different. But um, I think from what we've seen so far this week, the videos and the pictures, that it, it's, uh, it's going to look beautiful right on the sea, like always it is in these link style courses. And with the fun link style, you get those sometimes lucky and unlucky bounces that go along the way and then those great shots of you being in a pot bunker where you can't even see the top edge of it when you're standing inside so i love all that stuff with the open you know obviously it's only once a year so uh, for me i think it's just it's really cool that it's something different than what we normally see uh, on the u.s side with where the courses that are played on the pga tour so brian given the conditions that you're describing given the course that we know uh, who does it favor? Who do you like uh, going into this tournament? We, we mentioned Rory, who won last week. I mean, it'd be a, a 
tough putt, excuse the pun, for him to win two weeks in a row. But who does this favor in terms of the pros that are out there? I think it favors the guys that probably are ones that maybe have what I'd call creativity skills. Um, you've got to be able to flight the ball different directions or flight it high, fly it low. The shot that McElroy hit last week to win on the 18th hole at the Scottish Open when those winds were so bad, they actually had to play early because the winds were so bad. He hit that two iron nice and low on a uh, really low trajectory, something different than what we would see normally him hit. Uh, I think those are the kind of shots that guys this week are going to have to be able to figure out whether it's because they're in a different lie than normal uh, or because the weather is going to, and the wind is going to have to come into play where they're going to have to hit those type of shots. So guys that are used to playing in these conditions, you probably would favor some of the European tour players, uh, whether that's guys like Shane Lowry, who we know is one and open. Uh, Terrell Hatton has always been known as a bad weather, good golfer, uh, and he's been hot this year, so I kind of like his chances going into this week. Uh, Victor Hovland's also a guy that kind of plays really well when maybe the conditions aren't sunny and calm. Uh, so, you know, those are some of the guys, you know, to say that any course right now doesn't favor guys like McElroy and Scheffler, which how good that they've been probably is something that you can't just look over. I mean, even though they're the, the top two favorites, uh, I would not be surprised at all. It, w- it would be tough even to avoid those two if you said, you know, you want McElroy and Scheffler or you want everybody else, it would be a tough decision. It's, yeah. it's not like it was with Tiger back in the day where it was Tiger versus everybody, but it seems like those two right now are playing as good as golf as anybody. I would not be shocked if we saw a big favorite come in uh, with the win on Sunday. I'm going to go a little bit off the board because I'm trying to learn, like, why some succeed at this, uh, you know, link style here. And it's just kind of a fun trivia question, Brian, that and you know your golf history, certainly. Like, the guy who has the most open titles amongst American uh, it's not Tiger. It's not Jack. It's actually Tom Watson. Won five times. There was another time uh, back, uh, I think, last decade. He was actually in contention and in his 50s out there. What was it about his game that translated so well? And is there anybody, any comp right now uh, on the tour that you could say that that's kind of like Watson? Yeah, Watson was amazing around the green, a magician. And I think when... You know, you look at some of the challenges of link-style golf courses where there's different humps and bumps and pot bunkers and uh, different elevation changes around the greens. Um, you need to be a, a magician with your wedge, and you need to be also good with your putter. And I think Watson, with his creativity style, had a had a ability that was he was aggressive with that, and that was a big reason why he was so successful. Um, play, there's some players that just don't like putting too on greens that maybe aren't at the speed that you see on the PGA Tour regularly. Some of these guys, I know Phil Mickelson for many, many, many years said he struggled embracing kind of how to play Lynx golf. And he wanted to do what his game was, which was, look, I'm going to hit flop shots. I'm going to hit every ball way up in the sky and have it land pin high. And sometimes that just doesn't work at these courses, whether it's the weather conditions or whether it's just the condition of the course itself. So I think Watson's ability to kind of hit a whole bunch of different shots and still be confident and aggressive with it is why he was so successful for years. I mean, this, you know, when you look at a guy currently, and I don't think right now his game is trending well, but Jordan Spieth has always been a magician with a short game and has been a master wedge player. And, you know, he obviously has won an open championship before and has been in contention for others. So not surprising – 
that a guy like Spieth, uh, if you want me to say like who's the modern day Tom Watson, I might say it's Jordan Spieth uh, in the fact that he's he's got that great game around the greens. He's an aggressive putter, um, and I you know I'll say this week another guy I like is Ricky Fowler, and the reason I think I would say that too, Fowler says he loves playing link style golf because it allows him to hit a whole bunch of different shots. And he said he likes putting on slower greens because he said, I get to be more aggressive. I get to play less break. And he said, for me, I tend to make more putts that way. So Fowler seems to be a guy that's also kind of embracing what is something that's different, that sometimes some of these best American players ever uh, really make that struggle to adjust to say, hey, I got to i got to change my game a little to be successful at these kind of courses. Brian, a name that you haven't mentioned yet, and, and it's a name that we all know if you follow golf, he won the Masters. John Rahm, how's he trending heading into the Open? I would say not, uh, you know, not bad, of course, but third amongst the big three that we've been talking all year with Scheffler and McElroy and Rahm. Rahm decided not to play last week in that Scottish Open while McElroy, who won, and Scheffler, who had another top 10. He's a top 10 machine. Those guys both played last week. So um, I think Rom's game fits well for this. He's got that swing that's short and compact and can handle hitting these low bullets uh, into the wind and into the conditions. So I'm not saying at all that he can't win. But if I, if I was going to take the big three that we've been talking about all year, I, going into this week in terms of where everyone's game is at, I would probably rank Rom three behind where we're, where we're seeing Rory and Scotty play right now. Yeah, we're talking to Brian Colziel. You can hear inside the Odyssey app, WGR as well, host of Tita Green. We'll get to some Sabre stuff in, in a minute here, Brian, but I uh, would just be curious. I would not be doing my job on a Rochester radio show if I didn't ask you, are you hearing anything in regards to the possibility of Oak Hill getting a, a, another major? I know the PGA is booked out until 2029, so do we have to wait a few years for this? Um, there's rumors, there's chatter that maybe Oak Hill would be kind of uh, maybe gunning for the U.S. Open, but there aren't too many availabilities for that. So what are you hearing about uh, Oak Hill and the chances that we're going to get another major? Yeah, they just awarded, what, I think Riviera yes. Country Club, one of the uh, one of the next Open slots for the U.S. Open in June. Um, I think maybe there's only like one more Open in the 2020 decade uh, on the U.S. side. And for the PGA, you're right, like it's extending out past 2030. Uh, if the USGA is going to come to Oak Hill, maybe they're waiting for that 2020, what is it, the 2027 U.S. Amateur is going to come there. Just make sure, hey, we, you know, we like the trial run. We like the way the course is. But, um, you know, as far as the PGA goes, I, I mean, is there a timetable? Usually these things don't get announced. They usually announce it during golf season. They don't want to do it during the NFL or during the winter where it kind of gets buried. They want it when People are paying attention to golf. So um, as far as this calendar year goes, I think we probably aren't going to get any sort of announcement about that. I, I, I really, as I think, you know, we discussed it the week of the PGA, unless the build out of the infrastructure was so much of a challenge during the early uh, spring, late winter that, you know, we again may not know all that went into that. I can't imagine that anything that happened during the week of the tournament would have 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 gone from a yes to a no. I mean, they had that one day of frost. I mean, it was, what, less than two hours. That can happen anywhere. It happened in Phoenix. So I don't think anything that happened the week of 
would have said, yes, we're going to award Rochester a, a PGA to all of a sudden change to no. If anything, I think if they were on the fence, I think it pushed them more toward the yes side because the course played great. The crowds were great. We know the support and everything that they do to make it an event, even just beyond the pros swinging the golf club was all there. So um, I got to imagine that things that happened this week, if anything, just made a, a more positive impact on whether the PGA of America or the USGA wants to have it at Oak Hill. It's unfortunate, you know, it getting impatient because we found out it, you know, it was like a decade each time, Oh, three, 13, 23. It's like, Hey, aren't you going to announce it for 22, 33? Yeah. Uh, and we, the fact that we didn't hear that. Yeah. I mean, I, Definitely, I, I had a little worry about that. I mean, I wanted to be at Oak Hill as much as possible. And for them not to make that an announcement, I, you know, I'm also curious as to like, hey, you know, what's, what's the reason why? there? And the PGA was very quiet about letting on to anything as to maybe why there wasn't any sort of announcement made to commit another championship to Oak Hill. Brian, we know you're paying attention to the Sabres offseason as well. I just wanted to get your thoughts before we let you go about what you think of the job that Kevin Adams has done this offseason, the draft, some free agent acquisitions, your thoughts on the Sabres here as as we're not wishing summer away, but October will be here before we know it. That is right. Yeah, we just got news yesterday about their prospects tournament that'll be in early September, so that'll be here before we know it. I think Kevin Adams, you know, we talked about what does he have to do during this offseason? Well, the first thing he had to decide was what is he doing in goal? And by doing nothing, Mm -hmm. I'll, at least as of this moment, take that as an indication that he has a lot of confidence in what Devin Levi can do, even though we saw less than 10 games out of him. Levi played phenomenal in those games when the Sabres went 7-1 and when they were trying to make that push that ultimately ended up, sadly, just one point short. Um... I cannot imagine if Kevin Adams has a plan to say, well, we're going to start Devin Levi in Rochester because we think it's best for his growth, which, again, I, I wouldn't have a problem with. But that means Uka Pekalukin and Eric Comrie are your goaltenders in Buffalo for a team that's ready to make, a, I think, a big push to take that next step. And I think that would be a big failure on the part of the GM. So I'm reading this one of two ways. Either the move is still coming or he has faith that Levi can play 50-plus games and then Lukanen and Comrie will fill in the gaps as they need be along the way. So the intrigue of seeing Levi play more games, I think, is there for me for sure with how good he played. But, I mean, we have to remember this kid has just gotten into his 20s. We don't see a lot of goalies play that much at this age. So um, there is that kind of unknown risk gamble that's out there. But Levi is such a mature player off the ice that maybe he feels like, you know what, even though this kid is in his young 20s, He's got the mindset of, of a more of a veteran. Maybe I can count on him uh, that it's less of a risk that way. Defensively, they needed to make moves. They did. Getting Clifton from the Bruins, getting Eric Johnson from the Avalanche, uh, I think those are both nice moves. Clifton should be able to slide in nicely on the second pair. And Johnson, a Stanley Cup winner, decided to leave the you know maybe most talented organization in hockey to come to Buffalo because he said he liked the direction they're going. That's good. So I think defensively, if – Kevin Adams is done and standing put, I would say, okay, good marks there. The goalie thing is an intrigue. And then, of course, at forward, um, maybe the only thing left is will Victor Olison get traded, and you wonder if the Jack Quinn injury and the fact that he tore his ACL and we, they, he, they won't have him available to start the season may have been biding uh, Olison's days to stay a little bit longer in Buffalo because they do need that goal scoring. Brian, uh, how will be your sleep pattern this week? 
you know, I, when you said it earlier, I'm like, do you stay up late or do you wake up early? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, the, the first couple hours are on Peacock, which means I'd be watching it on my phone, which means I'd be probably lying in bed, which means I'd probably better off because I can fall out of sleep, probably better off just like waking up early and turning it on. I think like USA starts at like 6 a.m. or something like that. So I think my plan is I was like, all right, I'm just going to set my alarm for like five or six and wake up and watch it as I'm waking up in bed and enjoy it. Um, I'm really, though, you know, it's one of my favorite sporting events to watch. Like on the weekends, you wake up, the leaders basically are just teeing off, uh, you know, like in that 9, 10 o'clock range uh, on Saturday and Sunday. And I just, I love watching that morning golf out there. So uh, I'll be on the air, obviously, while they're playing, too, on Saturday for Tee to Green, too. We're going two hours this week. Uh, we're going uh, from Glen Oak Golf Course in Amherst. So if anybody wants to listen on the Odyssey app uh, or if you get WGR loud and clear, uh, 5.50 will be on 7 to 9 on Saturday with a lot on the Open Championship. Brian, you're the absolute best. Thanks for making some time for us. And let's talk again soon, man. Enjoy your weekend. Okay, guys. Sounds great. You too. Thanks, Brian, Brian Cozio is the host of T to Green. You can hear it inside the Odyssey app on our Odyssey Sports sister station, WGR, as well. You can also hear Brian during Sabre season on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. It's interesting. And everybody we're talking to kind of has that. All right. We're just kind of waiting for the next major announcement. I don't think we're going to get anything yeah. in 2023. Uh, here's, what, here's what I'm going to say. For anybody that wants to say Rochester doesn't deserve it because of the, the weather in May is crap. They do the Open every year and every year with these Lynx courses. You're hearing about wind and rain and every element possible. Like That's part of what makes golf the challenge that it is. And yeah, you don't want to be delayed because of something like frost, but frost was happening in Phoenix early in the season. Like it doesn't, the weather shouldn't be an excuse. The weather's a scapegoat. If, if that's indeed what ends up happening, Rochester doesn't get another major because you know, major golf in May just can't work in Rochester. Well, the one thing, Danger, and we don't know this. Somebody open up the books. Compare it to other places. Now, if you could put a, where were they, Tulsa the year before, okay? Like, honestly, if you're picking markets like that, we're going to compare well. But if the PGA has in their mind, yeah, you know what? Uh, we can go to just do this in major markets and whittle it down. The other element of this, though, that, that I don't want to discount, it, because we know guys like Brian Carnes who were behind the scenes and organizing this for years in advance, is how much did the weather impact their ability to get everything done in time for that May, you know, May tournament? Like right. you're dealing with winter, January, February, most likely March, and maybe even a little bit into April. That's why they started the fall before. They were doing this in October, November. They did a lot of the legwork. So if that's the game plan, you can do it that way. You know, it's a misnomer that we're going to have snow on the ground in November here. Sure, you might get some, but you they did a lot of that work. And when we went out to Oak Hill, you know, in danger, we're not playing there. I mean, I'm not, I haven't been there in like a decade. It was shocking to me. Like, wait a second, where did all the trees go? This is completely different. So I'm hoping that Oak Hill didn't do this as a one-shot deal. Like, they, they a lot of the personality of this treasured course, it, it's different now. And I, I get why they had to do it. Everybody could kind of understand why they did it. But Brian is right about in terms of fan support and community support and everything else. How much money did it make in the end? PGA, the, 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 they're a business too. Yeah. 
Uh, let's get to appetizers. Some news and notes from around the NFL. We'll serve them up next in the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.